Pacific Beer Chat records on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including the Hlitsum, the Ketsi, the Kwantlen, the Coquitlam, the Matsqui, the Musqueam, the Kakite, the Semiahu, the Squamish, the Tawasan, Slaywatooth, and the Stalo First Nations. Welcome to Pacific Beer Chat. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. I'm Cam. And we've got a guest today with us. I'm Melanie McInnes from Locality Brewing. We're here in our lodge. Perfect. This is a nice little space, actually. Yeah. Gorgeous. Brand new. Yay. Oh, yeah. That's the sound we love to hear at every start of the podcast. (laughs) So what are you pouring us to begin? We're starting with our honey lager, which is 100% from our farm, including the honey. And this Damn. one's been lagered for eight weeks over the Christmas holidays. Beautiful. It's nice to have that time to properly lager a beer. Yes, um, that's the bonus of being slow in January. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. One and for so you. all on site, that includes the malts and hops. Yes, so um, we grow barley on the farm, and uh, Andrew, um, my partner in this uh, brewery, uh, built the malt house, so he malts this barley, and then the honey, the bees are just actually behind this lodge here, and um, the hops we grow just on the other side of you there. That's awesome. (laughs) Fully surrounded by the honey lager experience. (laughs) All within a 50 meter radius. Yes. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 <laughs> it's got a really nice nose. Yeah, nice and clean on the nose. Yeah. can smell how crisp it's going to be. It, yeah, <laughs> it is nice and crisp. Well, Karen is a master, that's for sure. Yeah, it's got like that just nice like biscuity grainy thing going on. Yeah. Tiny bit of grassiness from the hops. It's a little bit of sweetness from the honey, maybe. Yeah. Although a lot of that ends up fermenting out anyways. Yeah, it's almost like a little flavor of honey, like a kiss of honey yeah. at yeah. the end. Yeah, a little sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, that's super easy drinking. Yeah. What's the ABV on this one? Uh, five. Oh, um, yeah, 5%. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah right where Crush. you want to be. Yeah, I was yeah. going to yeah. say, right where it should be. <laughs> Crush a bunch of these when it's not pouring rain and windy like today. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very nice, easy drinking summer Summer, well, any time of the year drink, but particularly on a nice hot day, which is hard to imagine at this yeah, moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's been recently like 10 degrees, and after a winter, that kind of feels warm. Yeah, so. bring out the shorts for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a great uh, gateway beer for people who might not be into the craft beer scene or, you know, not have the experience. It's a great way to, hey, like, craft beer isn't all just IPAs and... Hops. Fruity beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my good friends I was hanging out with on uh, Saturday, he doesn't like IPAs, doesn't like stouts, but he loves craft lagers and like pale ales and stuff. So right up his wheelhouse too. Yeah. And I think the craft lagers have that opportunity to kind of like push the envelope a little bit for the people that are wanting to get into it um, with just cautiously moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a shit ton of hops isn't for everyone. Well, exactly. Hard to imagine, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And those beers are expensive to make, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Probably a little more expensive on the homebrew side, percentage-wise, because you're not getting that discount for bulk, but... Yeah. It's still still crazy. (laughs) No. I probably should. (laughs) So how long has this lodge been open for? Because this is quite new, right? Yeah. So we actually just opened it in December last year. Yeah. Uh, like as in a month and a half ago. <laughs> as part of, uh, we did a Tis the Saison event. So we had four different Saisons on. Uh, actually, uh, two of them were collabs. Uh, one of them was a collab with uh, Barnside Brewing and the Beer Farmers. Nice. Our, yeah, great um, farm brewery. Neighbors, if you can call them neighbors in BC here. Yeah, beer farmers in Pemberton. In then? Pemberton, yeah. 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 So we actually Amazing did the spot. brew yeah. in Pemberton. Oh, so nice. surrounded by the beautiful mountains, cool. and uh, it was yeah, just a wonderful day and great people. 
And it's also neat to be able to share stories that other, like makes uh, farm breweries a little bit different. You know, you're talking about the the crops and the weather and, you know, kind of have some difficulties uh, yeah, with those kind of things. The and we can relate. of every year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then the other collab was with um, Smuggler's Trail, um, who was one of the first people we met in the industry before we opened. Um, this Before they opened, we, we met over... Just by chance, we sat next to each other at a dinner um, beer tasting event. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. That's awesome when that happens. (laughs) It is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jamie and Steve are great people. Yes. I love them. We love them too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, the view here, if everybody should know, if you do come here, you're looking out at the lagoon. And it's pretty epic. Even though it's a rainy day today, it still looks pretty mint from the lodge. Yeah. So, if you do come here, you got it come in and sit down yeah people definitely um like coming here and uh just reflecting on the view and having a couple beers i know for myself um not that i get to sit down too much here on the farm (laughs) (laughs) but um the few times i do get to i'm actually quite blown away um with that area to that deck there overlooking the pond farm life and brew life yeah yeah when do you sit down (laughs) yeah exactly well right now (laughs) Oh, and yeah. as I'm looking out the door, I see a couple brewers walking in to join us. A whole crew. Here yeah. they come. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Look at this little contraption. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some new people here. Could you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Karen Cheshire. I'm the head brewer at Locality Brewing. And I'm Emily. I'm the assistant brewer at Locality Brewing. Uh, I'm Colin, and I'm the brewer at Barnell Brewing. Perfect. All right. Well, we want to move to another beer. Yeah. Yeah, What are we cracking next? The enchantment, but I need a bottle opener. There we go. All right. Which one do you want? Yeah. There we go. Ooh. Perfect. Such a beautiful looking beer. I love the color. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Karen. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Um, Karen, you showed up now. So, yeah, I'm here now. Um, so this beer was, um, the purpose of this making this beer was kind of to make a beer version um, of like a celebration beer, like a New Year's sparkling kind of, that was the concept that actually Mel wanted to have in our um, lineup. And so this is kind of what I came up with to suit that purpose. Um, so it, it's 9%. Um, and spritzy um it's 20 percent it's made with 20 percent cider like apple cider juice um that we got from fraser valley cidery um and it's got peach pear and plum in it as well so it's quite dry it's got a bit of fruit to it um and it's it's kind of hard to like explain to people honestly especially non-beer people they don't really understand because it's kind of a bit of an out there concept but yeah it's like a fruit brute effervescent yeah yeah and beer. um we it's actually called enchantment but we call it our celebration beer and it's also part of like celebrating um our successes celebrating the land celebrating all the different aspects that kind of bring us to an actual brew because there's so much in the process and then all the people that have helped us along the way so we often give this beer out as a thanks to other people as well nice that's yeah. awesome it's got a great it smells nose. Smells amazing. Yeah. I know. It's like super fruity it juice. Smells, going. In, not in a bad way. It smells like fruit juice. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost reminds me of a, like a wine gum scent to it a little bit. I don't know. My dad used to eat those wine gums all the time. I'm yeah. Not, I mean, they're <laughs> wonderful. I like them. Yeah. 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 I forgot about those actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's really easy drinking. Yeah, Definitely <laughs> the pear and everything like big up front. And you said a cider was used in this too? Yeah. How yeah. much? 20%. Okay. So, yeah, it's about, it's only like 65% malt and then 25% cider and then the rest peach, pear, and plum. So, okay. yeah, so just to kind of give it the, yeah, the fruit character that we wanted um, while keeping it sort of light and dry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way, how, what did you say it was 9%? 
ABV, yeah. Yeah, there's no way you taste <laughs> yeah. that. No. Yeah. yeah. It that just dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really I've taste alcoholic. I've made that mistake before. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. I can yeah. see myself by the pool just draining a bottle and getting up and going, mm. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that next bottle's too far away. <laughs> yeah, I guess the concept, too, is like that you wouldn't necessarily have it by yeah, the pint. It's supposed to be shared. No, yeah, yeah we, it, we sell 90% of it through bottles, like that yeah. kind of resemble champagne bottles. And, and yeah. then we poured them shared. in champagne flutes when we did Tissa Saison. Oh, so, nice. like, uh, smaller yeah. vessels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a better serving size anyways for <laughs> a strong beer. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your system in the brew house? Sure. We have a two-vessel, 10-hex system. Um, it's pretty, like, fundamental and pretty manual. So there's a lot of connecting hoses to, like, your direct bottom of your mash lotter ton and to your pumps. Um, we have a little pump cart that we roll around. That's uh, kind of our brew pump slash product pump. Um, and it's got our heat exchanger on it. So, yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's a pretty straightforward system. So it's sort of easy to look at and understand what needs to go where. Um, and it's pretty hands-on. So that's kind of nice. Um, it's also really nice to teach people on. Like when we have, like for our Pink Boots Brew, for example, and we bring in women who are home brewers or like haven't really seen the pro side of how you make beer not, you know, at home. Yeah. Um, it's quite easy for them to comprehend what we're doing because it's so direct and visual. Um, so that's kind of nice versus like a touch screen. Yeah. Just from yeah. past breweries I've worked at, it's very difficult to teach someone what brewing is through a touch screen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. When everything so, is yeah, and... it's really straightforward. Um, so that's kind of nice. I'm sure the yeah. worst brewery to learn would be like Red Truck in Vancouver. It's beautiful. But right. It's yeah. If you don't already <laughs> understand the brewing process, yeah, it is quite tough to comprehend it. When... We try to keep things rustic around here, yeah. so like it's a total strategic move. Yes, that. yeah. <laughs> and, um... You save money on a gym membership that way. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to get to know the brew house, and for things like mashing in or casting out, um, your temperature to dial in your temperature, you are you know manually controlling the ratio of hot to cold water that you're using, the speed of your pump. So it's very you know, requires a person to dial that in and get to know the system. So yeah, it's, uh, at first, you know, it feels hectic, but once you kind of figure out the flow rates that you need and the temps you need, you're different. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd say. Like I've done like brews in like where we're doing contract brews and we're kind of brewing elsewhere. And that's like the number one thing when you're a brewer and you're trying to figure out a new system is just knowing that mash temperature. Cause you, you put in hot water, into the mash and you don't know what it's going to drop to and it's different on every system you can't yeah. just you can't just roll in there and know no. it. there's, yeah. there's no single way you can do it you just have to know the system so just yeah experience That's yeah totally. exactly yeah and and then if you're on the other end of the spectrum of with like a super automated system where you can set the temp for your mash ton <laughs> and yeah. it will yeah. self adjust yeah. <laughs> or if your mash lauder ton has a steam jacket so you can adjust like you can increase the temperature if you are down by a little bit or kind of you know stir it with your rakes to cool it down like the that's not an option on smaller more manual yeah. no for sure so you yeah. kind of have to know yeah you have to dial it in and pay attention and so you just gain the intuition of your own system and yeah. uh, that kind of thing so at least with that system you can still adjust those using one of those big like basically gatorade ones you can't adjust your mash temperature very easily yeah, no. <laughs> Exactly. Damn home brewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta go all electric, man. Yeah. I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, but I've got this current system. <laughs> so, well, how many fermenters do you have back there? We have, so we mostly have uni tanks okay, that yeah. can be used as either a fermenter or a bright tank. Nice. Um, which is, it's convenient because we have a very eclectic array of sizes um, of tanks. So we've got five, our brew house is 10 heck, but it was designed to be able to do five heck batches and still have like effective steam coverage on your steam jackets and your okay. brew kettle. So we mostly do 10 heck though, just for the sake of efficiency and um, production numbers. Um, but so we have five 
tanks, like uni tanks that are five heck. And then we've got four that are 10 heck. And then we've got one fermenter, really, not really a uni tank, that's eight heck. Okay. And then we've got one. It was sold to us as a 20 heck bright, but it's actually an 18 and a half, which is good to know before you transfer into it. But, you know, it's. You live Quickly, in someone get a barrel or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so mostly we use our bigger tanks as fermenters, and then we'll use our smaller tanks as bright tanks. Um, and that just works best for us. It, one thing that it does make easier is. Um, if you're canning half a batch and kegging the other half, yep. you can keg one five heck tank and then leave the other five heck until your canning day is booked. We're small, so we use mobile canning. Yeah. Um, and we need to be canning multiple beers in one day to yeah. meet like minimums. Yeah. So we'll have a few five heck tanks full, but we'll have already kegged the other half of the batch. So that's just the way we've found to use it most efficiently. Um, <laughs> To kind of deal with our strange sizes, but it mostly works out. So many breweries, especially the smaller ones, it's always a mishmash of whatever oh, you can yeah. get, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Someone's getting rid of tanks. Oh, we'll buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. So that happens. It like, does. Happened to Ricochet Brewing. Where's that? Near Shushwap recently. Yeah. Tap oh yeah. Yeah, Tappen. Thank you. Close to Sorrento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes out. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's it's always just buy what you can. Yeah, Not I everyone think everyone has millions. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You need to, and you know, prices of stainless just go up, and custom tanks are very expensive. So, yeah, yeah you try and uh, snag what you can from other breweries that are doing the same thing, right? Getting different tanks to suit their new production yeah. numbers or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, at least your grain prices and hop prices aren't going up as much as most because you grow some of it on site. <laughs> yes, yes. We do have control over <laughs> the prices somewhat. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Such a painful you know, thing. As long days. as the weather and the growing season cooperate. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we do purchase barley from local farms yeah. in Langley, um, Abbotsford area as well, to malt, um, which can help with if our own barley crop isn't great um, because in spite of being a big farm a, not a ton of this space is like available for mm -hmm. um, specifically like barley so yeah. um, we are looking to acquire more farmland specifically to grow more barley ourselves but nice. potentially leasing it from other local farms um, so that we can grow even more. That's around. awesome. Yeah. Do you know how big the farm is, by any chance? It's 96 acres. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Rather large, yes. It is, but there's lots of trees, um, so it's not all yeah, it's like not all. available to be. And there's like a little river, lagoon, pond in the, that cuts yeah. halfway through it. Which is kind of a huge appeal of our picnic area, tasting room kind of space. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, in the middle of a farm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's nice to have that forest too, though. Oh, yeah. It's definitely creates, it's a beautiful space here. Um, so, yeah. Customers, we are open now. What do you, yes. what do you got pouring for us over yeah. there, Jordan? Yeah, blackberry some beer weed. That's oh, the blackberry weed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Some brewery called Barn Owl helped make it. <laughs> I, I guess we did some things. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this beer was brewed at Barn Owl. Yeah. Um, and we collabed on it and we went down to Penticton to brew with Colin. We'll take this. Kelowna. Yeah, sweet. Kelowna. Oh, I really should know the area better. <laughs> yeah, Kelowna. Kelowna <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is a beer we made last summer. Oh. It was in the summer sometime. It was October. Was it October? It was October. It felt like summer. It felt like it summer. It for sure did, the, but it was October. The vibes were yeah. summer. The vibes, summer vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the blackberry wheat ale that we did together. Um, it's in a really nice color. It's got summer vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, it was maybe maybe an October brew. Beautiful. Somewhere between summer and yeah. October. You still need a fruit beer. We got that know? beautiful yeah. pink color to it. Yeah. Nice and hazy as nice you would like a wheat beer to be. Yeah. yeah. I'll go for it. Thank you. Yeah. 
So this is the second collab we've done together, and we've also done an Irish red brew Which we're twice. brewing today. Yes, yeah. so we brewed it last year for St. Patrick's Day, um, and then Colin and Gary from Barnell came back again this year so we could rebrew it together. Mainly just to hang out with you guys, but yeah, well, I guess yeah. We're, we're brewing a beer too. Well, we're all you friends. also forget the assistant <laughs> brew over here. I've been here all day yeah. working. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Save the day, really. Yeah. Fixing yeah. billing machines and taking my thumb off. <laughs> Trying to take credit, jeez. <laughs> uh, we, we'll get him digging some mash later. Yeah, grain out. Yeah, you got, you got grain out. That's Brewer, all yeah. right of passage. I, that's what I figured. That's what I did last, last year. That's always what I tell visitors. I'm like, if you do grain out, then you can call your yourself a brewer yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes yeah <laughs> let's talk a bit, little bit about this beer then uh i'll go ahead uh i mean it's it's pretty simple beer to be honest we uh we took it a, a kind of american style wheat beer and just uh hucked in some uh blackberries to it and uh yeah honestly it was mainly just an excuse to hang out with our friends from locality over here but mm -hmm. uh, the beer turned out pretty good i i think uh, it's got some Really good fruit notes to it, and uh, yeah, it's like in a classic American style uh, wheat. So this wheat. one's barn to farm, and the other one is farm to farm. farm. To yes, yes. Right? correct, okay. yeah. correct. <laughs> I, th I thought I remembered something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to come help with the other one, but you know, uh, Gary kind of shit the bed and, and didn't let me know until like the day of. I'm like, yo, dude, I got a family and a job. <laughs> I can't just come out right away. But oh, come on. Blame it on next it's one okay. We, we, we missed you having that. I appreciate it. We, we were all standing around the... Uh, the mash there and we're like who's, who's shoveling this yeah. out yeah. <laughs> we, norm we normally have someone for this <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I can't remember oh wait <laughs> oh, oh, oh you invite a victim yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a really nice aroma I was just yeah. gonna say like the blackberry scent coming off of it and then it, the, like, the flavor of the blackberry is just different from the scent too it's like mm -hmm. yeah, very the palatable the, the blackberry is just what stands out in this beer you kind of just yeah. want to minimize anything else and just let the blackberry shine because it's amazing blackberries it's yeah it's a nice deep rich flavor to it it's you know it's not overly sweet it's really well balanced in that sense and that's what i'm really enjoying about it yeah i love the color is amazing too it's just like a purpley light purpley I don't even know. It's, it's, yeah. it's purple haze. Purple haze yeah. all day. <laughs> Ready for <laughs> Yeah. No, it's very nice. So, yeah, you guys keep clapping, please. Yeah. yeah. And it's got that really nice mouthfeel that wheat beers have. Yeah. 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 Totally. The body, yeah. Yeah, I think it's something like somewhere between 15-20% wheat. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> somewhere around there. A touch. <laughs> Just a touch. Don't you eat? Just well, for the blackberries to sit on top mash, of. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, um, so we've talked about the lodge. We've talked about the view. What else can we talk about here? Like, what is on this farm besides the hops? <laughs> and, besides, uh, besides everything. Yeah, because well, I know you guys do have. There's uh, this dog running around. I think it's a Aussie Shepherd. And <laughs> it, cute. You know, Atlas, I understand this is an audio up. podcast, but like, yeah. you guys got to go look up this dog. It's the cutest dog in yeah. the whole world. The thumbnail yeah. should just be a picture. <laughs> he's, he's not lying. Um, <laughs> probably could do that. Yeah. 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 But I know you guys do have some trees and stuff here mm -hmm. um we've got bees I mean, so the yeah. honey from our honey lager they got the they, they have a whole we, uh, old western movie uh, set, movie set yeah, yeah. which is true. amazing we, we got to do. go we got to go in it we got to go behind the bars pretend you're <laughs> locked up in jail like yeah. in an old western it was it's a lot of fun. quirky things on this farm there's yeah, a, bowl, a skate bowl actually as yeah well. the skate the skate bowl too that's awesome um <laughs> there's a mine yeah, yeah the mine yeah yeah the cave yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool driving cave. by that i'm like what is going on oh, we got more dogs <laughs> coming in heck yeah so oh, yeah. just to let everybody know we are actually live at the lodge and it is family day and the brewery is open so we have people walking past us if you hear a dog bark there's a few dogs in here now <laughs> But yeah, so Aww. this is this jacket. is as live as it gets. Yeah, really. A, a dog just walked in with a very cute yellow jacket. Yeah. <laughs> this little podcast swagged just turns out. into yeah. a dog yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the dogs in here. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Pacific oh, Dog Chat. Yeah. <laughs> so um 
I think we have finished this beer, so I'm gonna stand up and go pour another one for the gang. We have lost Mel because, as I said, it is open, and they had <laughs> yes. someone call in sick today, so she is managing the brewery pouring and, and podcasting, and podcasting. <laughs> back and forth. So I'm gonna do the pouring. Yeah, just a and side note: we we'll, get on the get oh, on yeah, her. That's a good. Do you want me to run back? Tell no, us more fun okay. facts about about this place. Let's go. Fun <laughs> facts. Um, well, we're speaking of the skate bowl. We are brewing a beer um, that we're gonna call Skaterade, and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is um, yes, Skater. this is Andy's beer, um, and it's actually a collab that we're doing with Etnies. Oh no way! Um, and there's gonna be I shouldn't be the one talking about it because I don't actually have all the details, but. Um, there's going to be a skate event, and so some pro skaters are going to come out um, and Sweet. yeah, do their thing in the bowl. Not a skater personally, which is why I am not conveying. I the personally heard Tony Hawk was coming. <laughs> I don't know if that is happening. I don't know if I would uh, say that's a name I would recognize. Yeah, yeah, same here. That's pretty much the only name I recognize. So I didn't hear that. Um, but yeah, and so it will be a mostly a calls. canned product. <laughs> we'll, we'll make some calls. Um, we'll make it happen. It's got a pretty cool I got his label. Manager on I've speed seen dial. a couple mock-ups for the label that are good. But yeah, so and it's going to be um, basically a, a pretty light blonde ale. We're gonna throw a hint of kiwi fruit in there that's uh, grown by um, a guy called Tyler Sato here, who lives here in Langley. He has a greenhouse where he grows kiwi. We're gonna throw a bit of his kiwis in there. Is he himself so that's what a we skater? Do. No, he's no. just a kiwi grower. A so kiwi. we're gonna use his kiwi. <laughs> so it's gonna have a hint of kiwi, um, and we're gonna throw in some electrolytes as nice. well. Oh, nice. Again, skaterade. Skaterade, right? yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah, super light, super refreshing. Um, I think we're, we've landed on five percent. We keep going back and forth on yeah. what the alcohol it's gonna be, but yeah. So that's um, a beer that's gonna be mostly for cans for the skate crowd. That's cool. And I want to say it's end of March that that what? event is going to be. When's the last time you guys have had a, a good old skate sesh around here? I mean, it's not really open to the public. Yeah. It's, so it's just when Andy wants to kind of invite yeah, his buddies into it. Part of, you know, not all the farm is for yeah, yeah, just yeah. open public use. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, people definitely use the bull um who work at the farm and bring friends cool. and things so but this will be a special event for that so. I, I know a couple people that have skated before some instagram nerds that i know jordan are you a, you a skater yourself no not since i broke my elbow <laughs> <laughs> but before uh, i was i dabbled i okay. wouldn't call myself a skater boy yeah see you later, boy. <laughs> he probably broke it doing an ollie or something no I, it was my birthday and it was the pandemic and you couldn't drink with anybody so my wife had got me a delivery from, I believe it was Twin Sales, and I was already about, let's say, five, six deep. <laughs> and, give, uh, give or take. Like, like we went, to, I went and met up with my buddies at the park because we couldn't oh, go anywhere. Geez. I came back home, was waiting for my buddy Danny to show up, and I uh, threw the board down like I had been doing all day, went off the little, little curb off the end of my driveway. The board went one way. I went the other oh, way, boy. right onto my elbow, and my da my buddy Danny was actually backing into the parking stall as it happened. Yeah. He saw the whole thing. It so was dislocated and fractured. I was basically Ooh. right then. Ooh. You practically did it all, you. Yeah. <laughs> inch curve, inch curve did him. Oh, dude. Well, I was, all I right, but was but but if we hucked a skateboard under your feet and said do a kickflip, would you would you be able to? I probably wouldn't land it. <laughs> Yeah. Just it's, one beer, not five. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if Tony Hawk came by and yelled, "Do a kick," you me, might have I, to clutch up. I wouldn't get the. I wouldn't get the. He break his board. hip. That <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's this one here? This is the um, uh, rum porter, vanilla nice. rum porter. Is that what? Yeah. Is? Yeah. So um, we make a vanilla porter here. That's. Exactly what it sounds like. It's a nice English porter with a hint of vanilla in it. It's 5%. And then we always put some uh, small batch of it into um, their Honey Shine Amber barrels that we get from Divine Distillery in Saanich. Okay, Saanichton? Nice. Saanich? Saanich. There's both, I think. Saanich and Saanichton. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Well, it's in one of those. Um, <laughs> they but they're Island. really nice. Yeah, it's yes, just, It's just exactly. the island, man. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, they make a really nice honey shine amber that's basically uh, sort of a Canadian rum, I guess you could say. Um, it's, rum would be made from sugar cane, yeah, sugar cane molasses, sugar, yeah. but so they make it from honey. Um, and so we buy those barrels from them and put our vanilla porter in it. And then it's like a vanilla rum porter. Nice. Um, yeah. I, it's one of my favorites that we make. It's delicious. Sure. It, it really is. <laughs> oh, sorry. So. You, don't, you don't have to lean in, that's all. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, yeah, so that, you know, the Honeyshine rum barrels bump it up from 5% to closer to 8%. So, And I think that's the version that you're drinking. Is that an but. extra one right there? Yeah, yeah. Mel, you want this? Of course. Well, I mean, Mel's there's, back. There's the locality there, too, that has some in it. There, it's everywhere. Okay. It's yeah. everywhere. Oh, this one? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm too lazy to pour. Mm. It was a spilly. Spilly that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you to our sponsor, Ross Vanderhoek, with Royal LePage Wollstonecroft Real Estate. Check out www.rossvanderhoek.com for all your residential, commercial, new development, and investment property needs. Um, yeah, no, I really like this one. The vanilla is nice, but I like the, I like the barrel flavoring. Yeah. It's, I had my first sip. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> this is one of my first concepts for beers when we first opened. Um, because, well, when you just open a brewery, you have to come up with a whole core beer lineup as yeah. well as seasonals and yeah. one-offs. Like I think in the first five months that we opened, I made like 17 beer brands. <laughs> so, oh, wow. um, but this was one that this was like my vision for like our winter dark barrel beers because vanilla just as even just the ability to do both versions, like the vanilla Porter uh, as a 5% very, um, accessible dark beer that I think a lot of people who even normally wouldn't drink dark beers are like, oh, but I like this vanilla porter. But then to put it, some of it into honey shine barrels and then add that layer of like rum complexity and oak. I think oak and vanilla really lend itself, like rum really lends itself to that flavor profile. Vanilla and oak are great together. Exactly. So that's uh, kind of why I decided to do that. I'm going to have Hybrid. to seek out that rum or honey shine, whatever honey shine. they call it. That it's sounds amazing. Yeah, it's I, I've never heard that word before, but no. yeah, the honey shine yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what they call it. Well, I think you can't call it rum because it's not made from molasses, but that really is the flavor profile. Yeah. But yeah, they make yeah. it from honey instead of uh, well, sugar cane. And like rum is my favorite spirit. And because you can't guarantee the sugar we sell here is grown in BC, basically you can't make rum here. Yeah. If you want the small distillery benefit or whatever. So it really pushes them out. But, yeah, but if you want a locally made pseudo rum yeah, or no, rum substitute, the Honey Shine Amber from Divine Distillery is excellent. And they should have called it the Rum Substitute. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes the this beer so excellent as well. So yeah, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely light on the barrel, but you don't want heavy barreling yeah. if you're gonna have a low alcohol beer because it's just gonna destroy the yeah. flavor of your beer. Absolutely. Well, and it's it does bump it up to eight percent. So there is rum coming from yeah, the barrel that's a into huge the jump, yeah. spirit, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's not overwhelming as like a. How long do you leave it on the barrel? Depends on when we get the barrels because we have to time it with them being finished their honey shine, emptying the barrels. I have to go to Victoria get the barrels, bring yeah. them back. Um, so four to six weeks. Okay, yeah. Um, it doesn't take long for the rum to come into this the uh, beer. It's more like the oak that mm, yeah. takes time. I, I, and, I feel and, like at the six week mark, you, you you definitely get that yeah. oakiness. Yeah. And then, That's about the time we yeah. could do longer. Um, except I don't think that lines up very well with their production, or it hasn't for the yeah. two years that. Again, they're small. We're small, so you know, it's uh. You kind of have to be flexible with everybody's production oh, sure, schedules yeah. and stuff. So, but yeah, I think it works out the, how we've done it. When you do like a big imperial stout, like they're often like six months on a barrel or a year yes. on a barrel, but yeah. it has huge flavor that won't get masked. Yes, and like, then like you almost need the higher alcohol to balance all that out. Yeah, um, exactly. Eight percent. It's high, but it's not imperial. High. No, yeah. So it's kind of a nice 
balance. Yeah, you get like hint of barrel, yeah, more rum and vanilla. Alcohol heat. No. Yeah, time. exactly. And then those beers usually start at ten or eleven, and then you put. Them yes, in. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I wanted to have a porter in the lineup that was five percent. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Easy drinking, well, lots of flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Speaking of barrel-aged stuff, I was snooping around in the back, and I saw some <laughs> barrels there that seemed to be filled. Anything exciting and new coming out? Well, so that's... Um, we did a smoked bo- doppelbock with uh, Five Roads. Um, so good. Yeah, so we, did, we <laughs> malted... Um, Andrew Hamer, our maltster, malted it all. All the, I think all of the barley. There's a bunch of different malts in that beer. Um, he did all of them, and he also smoked the rye malt that we used, which gives the smoked doppelbock that smoky character. Uh, we brewed it at Five Roads, and um, we decided to throw some of it in some barrels. So that will come out at some point. We're kind of just. You know, seeing what happens with that, and we'll uh, launch it when we feel like it tastes good. So that's, you know, to be determined yeah. launch. That's just kind of waiting in the wings. and Just don't sample too much. You won't have enough to release. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we put very little. I think it's like four 60-liter barrels. It's not very much. Yeah. So, uh, But it'll just be like kind of a special small release that we do at some point nice. when we decide it's... Uh, Worthy. It's ready. So, mm-hmm. so when you hear it's out, run over because it won't last long. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. For our barrel options, we definitely don't do a huge volume. Um, but I like that you're doing it though. It's like, it's something I appreciate at, at breweries, even if they're small. Like, mm-hmm. it's everybody makes a good beer that would be almost better in a barrel, I feel like. Because I've had a bunch of like porters, stouts, and stuff like that. And you're like, if you just put it in this type of barrel, where would it go? Like, it would just mm-hmm. elevate it to me. So I like seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're definitely hoping to do more uh, barrel-aged products um, throughout the next uh, couple of years. Nice. Because one of our benefits is we have uh, more storage room. So Yeah. If you got space, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just put it in the mountain. Forget exactly. Yeah. 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 Why not add more cost to the beer, right? Totally. <laughs> Way more flavor. Yeah. More cost. <laughs> if you don't know about the mountain, it is actually part of a movie set. Uh, was Man in High Castle filmed there, I believe. Yeah. I used to love that I show. I love that show. Right? Yeah. The that whole was... back of that thing is from the Man in High Castle. I thought that was uh, Riverdale. There's many things. Riverdale, oh, yeah. Sabrina. So it's the gateway to hell for Sabrina. Um. <laughs> well, the, the, the murder cabin. The murder cabin. That's out in the field. Yeah. And uh, um, the for Man in the High Castle, I think it's the time warp. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things happen in that cave. I've actually been stuck in the barn once, um, and my phone was dead, so I had no light, and I was going to go through the cave, and I actually got paralyzed with fear. I couldn't <laughs> quite like, go through it, and I'm like, I know this is fake. Yeah. I've watched too many of the shows. Bad yes. things happen here. <laughs> Just please, I... no Nazis in there right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> First time I came here, I remember Andy was like, do you guys have flashlights? I'm like, why? And he's yes. like, do you guys got flashlights? We all just pull out our cell phone. And he's like, come here. And we start walking through the tunnel. I was like, there's train tracks in here. Like, what's going on? And you come out and you're just in the parking lot, but you turn around, there's this giant mountain. It's like from the brewery or the malting house or whatever, right out to the back parking lot. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, we described this farm as an onion. Every oh. time you come here, you expose another yeah. layer. It's got layers. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much more to discover here. I've been on a couple mm. tours here with you guys, and you guys always take us a different way, and there's new shit that I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought we did it all last time. Like, and you're like, nope, we're, we got the fields down. We're going to show you where we grow this this time. Save a little bit. Last it, time there was like... say it was 96 acres. So yeah, you can hide a lot of stuff on 96 acres. <laughs> yes. wow. I've never seen that much land. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked a little bit about Skaterade and the Emmys yes. collab, but maybe you could give specific details about dates because I really didn't have those off okay. the top of my head. <laughs> so I believe it is March 25th, if that's a Saturday. I'd have to look at my calendar here. Um, 
Let's see. Way to March, put on the spot. Yeah. March 25th. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're doing a collab with, um, this is breaking news, mm-hmm. um, with Etnies. Yeah. Um, so we're very excited. And um, Skaterade, easy drinking. Um, there's going to be um, comps, so there's going to be pros here um, skating. There's going to be also um, amateurs and, um, you know, uh, guys and girls uh, comp and prizes to be won. And it's pretty exciting. I know an amateur skater. <laughs> Jordan? I'm on the pro circuit now, buds. <laughs> I think I think yeah, I remember yeah. you skating here before. <laughs> I was too afraid to attempt it because I just broke my elbow. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 did, I did pretend to take a photo of dropping into the bowl. Okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to say it's pretend. Oh, no. My, my elbow was fractured, so there's no way I was attempting it. <laughs> um, speaking of... The smoke doppelganger. I think it's our next beer, and I'm very yes. a doppelganger doppelganger. Yeah, doppelganger. I was wondering about that. Was, is this a new? Is this a new <laughs> thing we got going? The doppelganger. We were talking about like Sabrina and stuff, and I just got confused. Okay, we're going for this. See, I love that sound. <laughs> All right, how does this work? Where are we? Um, we just I probably pour in here. One, I'm yeah. fine with that. We'll just. I'm sure this will be strong enough. Is this so? This is the barrel double block? No, no. Oh, this is just the original double block. This is the original, yeah. Smoke double block. Yeah. So we smoked the rye malt here at the farm. Um, Which no one else does. No. No. (laughs) Everyone else in you know BC, you know, they just buy their smoked malt and they add it to it. But Mm -hmm. here, here at locality, they are malting their own stuff. Which number one is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah, Andy's a real asset to this farm. Yeah. um, Allows us to do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so it's oak smoked rye malt that we put in here. Um, Adam from Five Roads uh, suggested the oak and brought it over. It's pretty common uh, for German smoked malt to be beechwood smoked, but I quite like the oak, to be honest, um, and I think it gives a really nice... It seems more balanced than any smoked beer I've had. Yeah, we're pretty happy with how it turned out. It was a bit, you know, of a wild card. Who knows? I believe we converted a chicken rotisserie into a malt smoker. (laughs) It's a pretty small batch. I think you can only do like 30 kilos at a time. So that's kind of everything we do here is so small batch. We have to write our own (laughs) recipe, write our own protocol. I have a small story when it comes to smoked beers. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys know, but I, I... I uh, learned to brew at Swans Brewery on the island. It's oh, kind of nice, just yeah. a small brew pub. And it ended up being uh, me and the brewmaster there were the only two people kind of working behind scenes. And um, we made a smoked Oktoberfest beer. for, uh, And we ended up putting it in the, what is it, 2017, maybe 2016 uh, BC Beer Awards. Oh, yeah. And I was just, you know... Just a newbie of the at uh, the game at the time, you know. I'd been working in the beer industry for a year, and uh, I was just thinking we'd just go have a fun time, go have drink a couple beers, and you know we wouldn't win any awards or anything. And our smoke beer won first on uh, number one smoke beer in BC. Nice. And so yeah, we we're yeah I think we knew that about that beforehand. We were pretty excited about that. And then at the show, we found out that the Smoked October Rest Beer actually won number one beer of the year. So here we are at the BC Beer Awards, and my boss, Chris Loki, is like, oh, I don't want to go up there. So he sends his, you know, like 19-year-old <laughs> assistant to go accept the, oh, the award for best beer in BC. And here I am, like, six beers deep or something, just going out there, just stupid smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah, thanking everyone for, yeah. That's too funny. That's funny. Yeah. For your was... long career that led to this moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, was... yeah, this has got a really nice nose, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it, if I'm being honest, this beer is a lot more smoked balanced than our uh, smoked Oktoberfest. It was a good beer, but it was like 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 any other smoked beer, you just go crazy on the smoke, and it, yeah. it just takes over the whole beer. But this one, it, it's, it's it's light on the smoke. You, you get it, you get it, but it's so balanced, and it, it, it's an amazing beer. Yeah, it's got that really nice, like almost caramelly thing going on, and then the yeah. smoke in there. Mm-hmm. It's sweet and smoky. Yeah, it's nice and balanced. I agree. Um, I like a smoked beer that's 
goes 100% smoke, personally. Yeah. But honestly, smoke is such a polarizing beer flavor. Hard to sell. Um, even, with, even amongst craft beer drinkers, yeah. some people just aren't really interested in smoky, barbecue sauce-tasting beer. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I understand. So I'm pretty happy with this beer um, because... Just the way that it turned out, it's definitely appealed to more people who normally wouldn't even try a smoked beer. So honestly, yeah. I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I'm like, if it's subtle, it's great. I'm not interested in the barbecue sauce version. Yeah, yeah. I was extract, yeah. definitely like you for a very long time, and then I fell in love with a now beer that's gone, smoke and mirrors from Cole Harbor. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I now. Try, brew it. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to make it for yourself. Yeah. But I, I know the former brewer Thomas, so yeah. I got the recipe. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I like to try to home brew it just because, yeah. just as they, in my opinion, perfected it, the brewery shut down. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a bummer. But this one though, like yeah, the smoke, great. it, you get that smokiness on the palate, which is really nice. But it doesn't just overtake everything on the palate. You still yeah. get that caramel. Yeah. Getting a bit of that rye spice to it. 100%. As yeah. a brewer, I personally, I don't like to make beers that don't taste like beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you to... And that's just what I like to drink personally. Like yeah. I like beer that tastes like beer. And I, I also like the huge variety of things that you can get on the market. But I personally still like when a beer tastes like a beer. So um, for me, I think you want those um, sort of added extra components to mix into the beer and blend well and for it to still be pretty balanced. Yeah, balanced. Exactly. Um, So I think that's kind of my style as a brewer. Um, and then also, I think the brewery that we are as a farm brewery, we do want to showcase ingredients. We make malt, so we don't want to sort of overshadow our own ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. And then even just being in Langley, which is a little has a, like a younger beer scene, I would say, and um, I would say not the whole community is sold on craft beers still. Yeah. So we do like to make things that are pretty widely pleasing as opposed to hyper niche or suiting like a very particular yeah. audience because um, people come to the farm for a lot of reasons not just um the beer as much as i would love to believe everyone's <laughs> here for me and my beer um it's, it's totally you, yeah. yeah there's just a, there's a lot of appeal to this farm and the brewery that is beyond the beer and so um and we want everyone to feel comfortable here yeah. and welcome here and to have a beer that's to their liking um so i think that's why we strategically uh, yeah one of the reasons one of many reasons why we fell in love with Karen um, right away um, was her the beer that she wanted to brew first was the lager and Andrew being the maltster and the new maltster was kind of scared of that option um, because that's going to you know he was worried that what if my malt isn't up to spec and all this stuff Um, but Karen pointed out as a farm brewery we don't want to disguise any of these flavors. Like this is mm-hmm. really showing what is in the land. The honey lager really reflects this farm. Um, so that was a huge, um, that was our first beer and it's um, still our biggest seller. It's a beautiful beer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. how, how many taps do you guys have? And how many, beer, uh, how many beers do you have on tap, I should say? Because I know you have a couple little hidden in the back. That you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 13 taps. That's good. Um, we always have more beers than taps, which we're working on. Uh, <laughs> being more strategic. We just want to make everything. We get too yeah, excited. Um, we get ahead of ourselves. We're like, oh, we still have all these beers on tap, but we've made more beers. Um, so we stumble into that, but we're... More cans then, I guess, right? <laughs> so that, yeah, we, you know, you got to balance it yeah. all out. Um, but yeah, so we have 13 taps, um, and we're always trying to put new things on and shuffle yeah. things around, so... What else to say too? When you're talking about the sellers of beer you make and everything, it also you're not downtown Langley, which would right. have a bit of a different crowd than 100%, here, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're on the farm, and not every brewery can be. Oh, what's that one in Texas um, farm brewery there that's like famous? Oh, Jester King. Jester King, like <laughs> that basically does just like big sours and everything. Right. Like not everyone's going to be that. You've got to really become a yeah, huge destination not. to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's not 
I don't think it's really our intention to no. seek a very specific, again, a very specific niche crowd. I think we would rather engage the whole Langley community, honestly. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have a pretty diverse, like, beer lineup, mm -hmm. ranging from some pretty, you know, yellow, fizzy, straightforward, like, dry crushable beers um, to smoked Doppelbox and rum vanilla porters. So, yeah, yeah it's, um, and I think I'm, as a brewer, I, I love craft beer because there's so many different styles and options. And I don't think that, you know, a person has to like every beer in your lineup. I don't think, I don't require customers to be craft beer nerds or um, to even understand like what a hop is or what malt is to engage them and kind of draw them into what we're doing here. Because you can know not a lot about beer and still appreciate what we're doing here from the farm side, Absolutely. like in terms of yep. growing our own ingredients. So again, there's a lot of different reasons people like this farm brewery. Um, and some some people are here for the beer and want to know all about the hops that we grow here and the different types of malt that we make. But some people are just excited that you can make a brewery on a farm. Um, yes. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that's reflected in our beer lineup. And um, it's important for me that you do, most people, you don't have to like every single beer in our lineup, but mm. I do think that there is a beer in our lineup that you will like, and you just have to figure out which one it is. And that's kind of how I prefer to design a beer lineup is um, there should be something for, I want to say 90% of people. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some people just might not be interested. but no, um, yeah. Some people just won't drink beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> They're but wrong. Yeah, for but... anyone that, yeah. <laughs> well, the exciting yeah. part, too, about when people do come here, um, they might accidentally learn something because we might be having a thrashing bee here. They might learn about um, farm equipment, where farming came from. Um, we really, um, a lot of our equipment is from the 1930s, so they'll learn about wow. what a thrashing bee was. Um, we also hand-sized our barley when we first uh, were discovering whether our, our barley was useful or not. Um, we work with the farm museum. There's also a little trail people can walk around and connect with the nature of this land where all the ingredients come from. So, um, yeah, I think people kind of get an all-encompassing experience. And more they come, more they're just going to accidentally learn stuff. Because if they chat with myself or Andrew or Karen or Emily, they're just going to, we're going to talk to them. We're going to yeah. tell them some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely bring non-craft beer drinkers into craft beer because of all the different facets of what we have going on here. And I think that's something that we value a lot and are pretty proud of. Um, and that I would say that's like a goal for us is yeah. to sort of bring people into it, understand the ingredient side, how beer and food call comes from the land and from farming. And, um, you know, we make something for everybody. And also, if the equipment was made in 1930, it still works. Yeah. If it was made this decade, it probably doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the amazing part. Um, so we actually, um, so there was a fellow named Wally who was instrumental in um, getting our equipment working. It was, uh, we brought it over from Alberta, our thrashing machine. Now it's going to be called the Wally. Because um, nice. unfortunately, Wally passed Aww. away um, in the summer. Very sad. Um, because he really taught us everything. We tried to learn as much as we could from him. Um, he can hear a sound and see what's wrong with it. Um, yep. And he was integral for many years throughout the pandemic getting people here as part of that thrashing bee and that community around farming is something that doesn't happen very often anymore and people love it that's amazing well um you guys have won a couple cool awards lately too do you want to tell uh, us about that yeah i think that's pretty rad so um we won innovator of the year um for the bc beer awards um, which we really appreciated um, because, again, when we came up with the concept, we started with um, looking at whether we could even grow malt spec barley. Yeah. Um, and then Andrew um, built a malt house. He created those um, aspects himself. He built those, um, even the smoker. So his um, engineering background really is uh, huge for innovation here. And um, we also like to try different things. We try not to listen to what is 
the way things are supposed to be and trying to look at where we want things to be. So that goes with um, just even who is involved in the brewery, um, getting more people involved um, that maybe traditionally haven't had opportunities and so forth. Um, so that was very exciting. Um, and we also won Indigenous Brewery of the Year. And that's because um, I'm a majority, I'm the majority shareholder and the owner and leader of uh, the brewery and I'm Métis. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was a big award and um, also something that we are going to be showcasing more. Um, we have a, we're going to have a Métis festival here so people can learn about Métis culture um, and uh, trying to work more um, in terms of with other um, indigenous businesses and ingredients and so forth. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't know. I think we finished all the beers that we were going to try today. Um, we do have multiple singles sitting around, but <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to say about the brewery before we wrap up? Um, well, this whole brewery um, wouldn't be here without my parents, Rod and Wendy. Um, they are the ones who started dairy farming here, um, and they kind of went through that uh, the difficult uh, choice of um, continuing to farm um, and persevering. Um, that has kind of been the foundation of who we are. Um, constantly, daily, um, we're changing, innovating, pivoting, and that's been my whole life growing up on this farm is kind of coming up with new concepts. Um, how are we going to keep the farm? That's a true sediment, like trying to keep the family farm. Mm -hmm. It's like a thing. Like yeah. You grow oh, up with it ingrained. And yeah. I'm trying to not make my kids feel that way, but um, I'm sure they already do. But. <laughs> well, now, now the brewery's here too. They have to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in here at 80 years old with a cane hitting them if they don't. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing that in like two years probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Do you do any dairy at all anymore? Is that um, no, so um, we sold the cows in quota um, back in um, probably 92. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, I just wondered because like the beer farmers in Pemberton, like the whole background is like potato farming. Yeah. I think they still do that there. Yeah. So we did dairy. Then we planted cottonwood trees at the time. That was a really big deal um, for Scott Paper. Unfortunately, the Scott Paper mill shut down um, mm. right when they were ready to harvest. Um, but oh, they were... They're fun to walk through. <laughs> they are fun to walk through, and they're the reason we actually had our first film here, which was Scary Movie 4. Yeah, so <laughs> there is, awesome. yeah, kind of one thing leads to the next. Yeah. Um, we've done horse boarding, we've had goats, we've had pigs. Um, now our farm is actually a permaculture style farm, so we grow barley, we grow um, hops. Uh, we have honey, we have hazelnut trees, which Ooh. one day I'm sure in the near future we'll have a hazelnut beer. Um, yeah, very crossed. much fingers crossed. That sounds <laughs> yeah. amazing. For five or six years, we've been growing cider apple trees, um, the old English style. Yeah. Um, oh. They have been a working masterpiece. Um, we've hand grafted them ourselves, and oh, every single animal in the world mm. likes to eat those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> they've been um, full of challenges, but we're um, still working on that. Um, and then we are pairing up with a market garden here, um, Black Table. So we're going to have that as well. We also have fresh flowers um, from a local farm as well. So again, trying to integrate as much farming and connection um, with the brewing side of things. So people really get that land to glass experience. That's awesome. It is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's why I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> Always something fun to do and good drinks to try. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are we wrapping up? Is it question time? Yeah, I think so. All right. We'll start with you, Mel. So, uh, out of all the beers we've drank just today, I know you have many more. Um, what is your favorite one? Um, surprisingly, the smoked Doppelbach. And again, I came from a side that I wasn't not a smoked beer fan. Um, but I didn't know I loved smoked Doppelbachs. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely a huge discovery for me. Nice. Um, but then uh, if you ask me tomorrow, it'll be the celebration beer and then the vanilla port. Yeah, I, I changed. I'm <laughs> That's <out> trouble. funny. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go counterclockwise. And uh, we lost Karen, unfortunately. She had to run back to the brew house as it is a brewery day. Yes. Yeah, a little collab going on. But uh, Colin's sitting right there, so why don't you tell us the favorite one that we've fried uh, while you've been sitting with us? Um, 
favorite two of the trip have been uh celebration is definitely amazing yeah and then the uh was it was the wine barrel stout yeah black, black forest, forest stout. The, that's your recipe that's mine oh that's emily's recipe yes. here I, it's <laughs> those two are just amazing those are incredible beers that yeah. they're truly one of a kind unfortunately we didn't get to try the the wine barrel one because it's oh. f- phenomenal but we did try the black forest and it was it's just as good but, yeah. yeah all right emily Oh, I have to be biased. She's just, yeah, no, she's just gonna pick her own beer. We call it um, pick your favorite child. I stout is my my favorite. Um, if I'm gonna pick between the two of them, it's gonna be the wine barrel uh, age. But um, outside of mine, I love the enchantment or the celebration. Oh yeah, um, yeah. can't go wrong. All right, big Cam, you're up. Uh, for me, uh. I gotta go smoke Doppelbach this time. Yeah, I told really you. love that. Told beer. you as good as the first one I poured for <laughs> the, all. <laughs> the uh, rum barrel is a close second, but the smoked Doppelbach I think is the one that impressed me the most. So nice, Mike. Oh, he's breathing in heavy for that. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear that in the freaking. He's, he's, he's still undecided <laughs> up to this I, moment. I, I think it's probably in between the smoked Doppelbach or the celebration. But that rum barrel one was really good, so I don't know. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Eh? It's, yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. I don't think I've ever had a coin. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a, a beer kind of cider mix, and I don't. I, I've never heard of anyone doing it, but it, it it's something that works so perfectly. It does. It truly is like popping a bottle of champagne. But it's, yeah, it's, I've definitely it's had amazing. some. I think Spinnaker's has done some. I've seen. There's a name for it actually, where it's a beer hybrid with a cider. cider. So oh, Spinnaker does do it. Is, is, is it a snake bite? Is that what it was? Either way, they, they don't do it as yeah. well as Celebration. You guys, you guys got to try well, this. Well, it's a very different beer. Than <laughs> oh, to- totally different. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's out there, but yeah, it's not something you see a lot of. Yeah. I say yeah. it's a graph. Graph, maybe that, maybe that's it. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bunch feel, of it, That feels apple because I certainly grafted a lot of apple trees. <laughs> But yeah, the celebration, and it's it's truly amazing having it in the tall like champagne bottle. It mm. it, it it seems like a type of thing you'd you'd pour in nice little high flutes and you know do it on occasion for uh, you and all your friends and you know whatever. Do it a New Year's thing. Do it a birthday thing. It's 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 a good beer for any occasion. Have it when you're listening to celebration song, whatever. Celebrate good times. Come on. Do, 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 do. It does what it says on the tin. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I guess I have to pick two. I'll ask you myself do. the question. Um, hey, honestly, <laughs> what's your I, favorite beer? I'm not mad at anything that was in the barrel aged, but that's. Smoke Doppelbach is freaking amazing. It's just the <laughs> right amount of smokiness, and it's not overpowering, tasty. But I also really like the was the rum barrel aged. Is it a porter? Yep. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a doppelganger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them. Yeah, but no, I I, I really enjoyed all the beers. But, um, yeah, I'd have to go with the Doppel. It's, it's being rebranded as yeah. we speak. It's twins. The barrel-aged versions. The yeah. doppelganger. Yeah, the doppelganger. It's, uh, it's not bad. Yeah. Doppelbocker. But um, I guess we're winding up. So Emily is the only one left here. Do you know the address? <laughs> on the spot. Pulls out her. This one doesn't work anyway. I want to say it's... 7111 250 2nd Street. Let's double check it. <laughs> Just Google locality and come here. Come on. Yeah. You don't need to... yeah. Everybody's got a GPS in yeah, their pocket. You, you, you have an iPhone in your pocket. Take it out. So it's 7111 252 Street, Langley yep. Nailed it. Township. You got it. Yeah. Nice. I stare at it enough. I should know it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Open the door for her. <laughs> so this may have been a wild podcast, but it was wildly fun to have you guys on. I appreciate you guys for hosting us. And um, Irish Red Ale will be out soon. That's Remember, it's a collab. And it was yes. delicious last year. So. Yeah, it was. And, and I got to say, the brew house smells fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys for setting this up. This is fun. I 
I know. I don't hey, get. Wait, I never get so to much. podcast, and it was fun. Well, you're <laughs> gonna be on another one in about five minutes. So yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. Thank you. You can sign it off. Oh, we out. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to Pacific Beer Chat. We out. Thanks for tuning in to Pacific Beer Chat. We can be found on all podcast apps as well as at PacificBeerChat.com. If you find a podcast app we are missing on, let us know and we'll endeavor to fix that. Leave us a review on iTunes as it helps expose more people to the show. You can email us at feedback at PacificBeerChat.com. We can be found on all major social media apps at Pacific Beer Chat. Logo design was by Tim, the craft beer tourist. Audio editing done by Cam, known as Cam on Tap on Twitter. To play us out, here is a clip of the song Lothian by the band Conundrum, performed by Kevin Ems. Find them at conundrum-music.bandcamp.com. The song that plays us out is part of our intro.